everybody, and welcome to episode 15 of the Cinefessions podcast. I am one of your three hosts. My name is Brandon Chowan. And then, as always, we have Chris Ranson and Ash Collins joining me to discuss this week's Scream episode. Gentlemen, how are we? Amazing. Excellent. I like to hear. Better than Will. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. Awesome. So let's just jump right in. Gentlemen, what have you done this week? Chris, what uh, what have you done this past week? Anything fun? I actually played video games this week. Oh, my. I know. Cool. Um, they were all free things, though, from like PlayStation Plus. That's cool. But, uh, good. I tackled Never Alone and pretty much hated it because the controls are awful. <laughs> like, it's just, it's somehow stiff and floaty all at the same time. Okay. So, like, you hit a button and she's stupid and just dies. <laughs> hey, I can't think that fast. What type of game is it? A uh, platformer or... Did you ever play Limbo? Yes. No, not the party game, but the video game. It's like that, <laughs> but okay. watered down. Oh, okay. And then later, like, you can swap between her and, like, this ghost wolf thing, and later on you can use it to move platforms, and it's really not that good. Like, everything else is good, but the gameplay kind of just sucked. Yeah. I called it awful, horrible names that i won't repeat here because <laughs> i was frustrated for a bit right and then i played everybody's gone to the rapture which just came out this week yeah i really want to try that i've heard excellent things it was really good how much was it uh it was playstation plus discount so it was like 12 something okay and i had paypal money just dying in my account I was like <laughs> i'll just use this right but but it was good probably like four and a half hours to beat it and i didn't finish anything because it's just so it's so open-ended and it's hard to tell if you finish in an area or not okay i'm actually kind of hoping a guide comes out and i can just follow that to piece it all together right i mean it's pretty predictable with i mean it can only be a few things that has happened there Mm -hmm. so (laughs) weigh your options and you're probably going to figure it out but it was very it's pretty has really great music I enjoyed it a lot. And then today I finally beat The Binding of Isaac. Okay. After many, 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 many failed attempts. <laughs> Great game. I love it. But it's just it's really hard. And it, because it's all random, you never know what you're going to get. So you can just get boned right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Like I was doing really good earlier. I was like, yeah, this is awesome. And I picked up a power-up. And it made it so you move your shot around. <laughs> Okay. With the right stick. So instead of just shooting, you just have one that you're moving around. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> stay near you. So it, it was basically instant death for me. Oh, that's always fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then I saw movies. I think I saw movies. Oh, yeah, I did see movies. I went and saw... What was the first movie I saw? I saw two movies. I saw Fantastic Four. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's... I mean... No, I mean, they're just not good characters. And mm-hmm. They're not interesting. And the acting's kind of stiff. The special effects are pretty decent, but nothing happens. It's only 90 minutes long. If I said it had three minutes of action, I might be exaggerating. Because <laughs> there's only two fight scenes, and the first one doesn't happen until, like, an hour in. Oh, wow. And the other one is just so brief. It's like, do I count that as a fight scene? Mm-hmm. But Dr. Doom who looks stupid, makes heads explode just because they can. Hell yeah. Mind. 
So that was kind of cool. That was like the highlight. Yeah. I, I saw a movie before that. I thought it was decent. I don't even remember what it was. Something I just opened. Oh, well, I don't remember. Okay. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know either. Didn't leave any impression. And, oh, and I read uh, Big Trouble in Little China Volume 1 and hated it, as per my review that's live. Yeah, definitely check that out on Cinefessions' website. It's up there. Which is very unfortunate, because we were... Well, we, we talked about it when we were like we're reviewing the episode, or not the episode, <laughs> reviewing the movie a few months back, and we we're excited for it. But uh, yeah, according to Chris, it sucks. Not a big fan. Although I did read the first issue of Invader Zim, and it was awesome. Yeah, I definitely want to pick it up. Basically, it's like, oh, what has happened in the 10, 13 years since the show ended? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Zim. <laughs> Zim has been hiding in his toilet, making his arch nemesis sit in front of his computer forever, getting fat and dirty. <laughs> just to slow him down for when he can reveal his big plan. Like, that's just, I, I was laughing. It's pretty funny. That's awesome. But you should, you should see the show. It's really good. Oh, and I watched the first season of Bob's Burgers. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. It's amazing. I, know. Oh, I love Tina. Oh my god, she is fucking brilliant. I absolutely loved her, Tina. She's so funny. Her birthday party episode <laughs> was great. Oh and then, man! But I think my favorite one was the the anus, the paintings of anuses yeah. on the animals. <laughs> that one, oh, I was in god. tears. Because mm-hmm. then it does that Winnie the Pooh humphlump thing, <laughs> where, where Bob's wife is just. Having nightmares of animal anus. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just bouncing around and singing. Oh, just, uh, it's pure gold. And then today I watched the last episode of the first season, which was the baseball episode. Oh. And it was just funny because Tina is constantly copying the feels on all the yeah. baseball players. <laughs> and then at the end, she steals Angel's jock. <laughs> <laughs> She gets even better as the seasons go on. Like, I liked her in the first season, and she just, like, I just fell in love as the seasons go on. She gets even funnier. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah. I, I can only watch it in small doses because Jeff hates the sound of all their voices. Oh. Like, he just finds it irritating. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, Ash, have you watched any of Bob's Burgers at all? I, I've only seen the stuff on, um, uh, like, anim- the animated GIFs and stuff on um, okay. Tumblr. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. I got the word there somewhere. <laughs> one, of, <laughs> one of my favorite episodes, I I want to say it's in the second season, but it might be the third season, is they, it's the Halloween episode. So the kids decide they're going to go trick-or-treating. And uh, the uh, the parents, Bob and... and, and uh, Bob's wife. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. I always, I always do that. But they make a, they're making like a dragon costume for them. And then the kids just disappear into their like box playhouse they have out in the alley. And then all this mayhem ensues. It's absolutely hilarious, though. But there's this one really creepy character in there that's just really funny. So I'm excited for you to watch that one. I can't remember season two or season three. But yeah, the first two seasons are short and then they mm-hmm. go to 24 episodes. Yeah. Like, oh, that kind of sucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take me a while to get through. Right. Oh, and I watched the Pretty Little Liar season finale. Woo. Well, mid-season finale. Yeah. And- Amazing. That is how you write a show. Oh, God, I cannot wait. Within the first, like, two minutes, 
the identity of A is finally revealed. Oh, really? That's that early? Oh, I just... I have- yeah, it's boom, and you're like, what the fuck? Oh, no way. No God. fucking way. No. Yeah. And then it, it basically goes through and explains the entire show's run. Oh, how my God. Everything played out. I just want to scream every time we talk about it. Like, it's so exciting. <laughs> we just finished um, season five. We had the season five finale. And that blew my mind because uh, I don't want to give any spoilers in case people haven't watched it. But OMG. And I cannot wait till season six. So, like, basically at this point, we have to buy the season pass thing from Amazon, which is going to cost us 35 bucks. So, we're going to do that soon, probably this weekend, maybe Sunday. Seems like a good day to binge through all 10 episodes <laughs> so I can find out who A is. But anyway, yes. anything else this week, Chris? No, I think that was it. All right. What about you, Ash? How, what have you done this, this past week? Uh, I've been fighting with my pool. Okay. Um, nothing terribly exciting there. <laughs> I screwed up the salt level, and I'm trying oh. to fix it so that I'll actually, like, you know, make chlorine and not... And, uh, you know, not have algae in it. Oh, and then we, uh, we bought a, another shed, so that we, I put that up this week. Okay. Um, and watched, I started watching season eight of Doctor Who since they added it onto Netflix. I've um, only seen, like, I don't know what season it was, one of the newer ones, but I only watched, like, the first episode. That's all I've ever seen of Doctor Who. It was good, I just never, never continued yet. It's pretty good. I got into it with the the 2005 reboot. I, I think that's what it was, yeah. Uh, my wife was a fan long before that, and I just kind of I was aware of it that it existed, and that was about it. And okay. then I really got into it after the the reboot. Gotcha. Very cool. Yeah. So I watched the movie this week for the first time since middle of July. So that was pretty exciting. Holy shit! I know. <laughs> Uh, I watched uh, Batman Under the Red Hood. How fitting with my current comic book craze. But uh, so that's the movie from 2010. So a few years back now. But uh, excellent. It was really good. Um, so I mean, basically, it's the story of uh, like the the Joker kills Robin in the beginning of the epi- of the movie, who is Jason Todd at this point. And then um, five years later is when the story picks up and all of a sudden this guy appears in a red hood and he's basically bullying the drug lords into giving him 40% of their take. And uh, his plan is to take over Black Mask as the kind of head of the drug lords, basically. And Black Mask in the in the movie bears a remarkable resemblance to uh, Red Skull. From Captain America, from the first Captain America movie. Oh, that's that's normal, actually. Okay. Okay. He's always looked like that. Gotcha. They they cheese off of each other all the time. It's right. like Deadpool was a a, a rip off of Dead or um, Deadshot. Deadshot. Yeah, yeah. Or I think originally, and uh, he's become his own thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, originally he was just ripping off one of the other DC characters. Okay. So. Yeah. Um, but it was really the voice acting was excellent. Um, John DiMaggio was the Joker and NPH, my man crush, Neil Patrick Harris as Nightwing. Very good. I really want to read some Nightwing stuff. Like I've never read any of it, but I've seen him in, um, I guess it's in Injustice and in uh, this movie. It just, I really like the character. So I'm definitely interested in, in learning more about him, which obviously I know who he is. He's 
uh, what the original Robin, right? Who turned into Nightwing? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but but the story, it's like it starts off as a mystery. Who is who is under the Red Hood? But anyone who's paying attention, or anyone who's I don't know, awake, should be able to tell you who the re- who's under the Red Hood within the first you know fifteen, not even fifteen minutes of the show. You know, ten minutes of the of the, of the movie, and from that point, it becomes a why and how as opposed to who and i think that really helps the story uh, so basically you're trying to learn why is this person under the red, under the red hood and and how is it even possible and so i thought that was really good that they uh, decided to go that route instead of the who is under the red hood because it's obvious who's under the red hood but uh yeah, it was a very enjoyable enjoyable film highly recommended and there's also this jonah hex short film that's on the blu-ray um it's like 12 minutes long but uh it, it was excellent the and and the the voice cast is just ridiculous. Um, my favorite they had uh, Michael Rooker play like the the first character that you see, who's this guy who shows up and he clearly has money or he says he does anyway. And so this person, this woman, takes him up to her room and shoot and tries seducing him and then shoots him and then Jonah Hex shows up and is trying to find the guy and then gets tipped off that this is what happens. And so uh, it's basically his the story of how he deals with it. But it was only it was only 12 minutes long, but it was really, really good. And it, I've never read any Jonah Hex uh, material at all, but I'm definitely interested in, in picking up something of his just to get acquainted with him because it was really cool. And I want to know why his face is like that, frankly, <laughs> which is pretty silly. Do not watch the film no, at do all. It. Oh, with um, do it. Watch it. Megan Fox. Watch and, it. Uh, no, yeah, it is terrible yeah ter- like i i would rather watch fantastic Four the the one than than that again yeah. it was that bad it was just like wow what did you do to this chris did you like it what no no it's terrible oh, but, it, but but it'll it'll stave your curiosity you won't need to venture forth any further oh gotcha okay fair enough yeah i also started reading the um the marvel event civil war which I've never read before. Um, I read the basically what. So I'm reading this on Marvel Unlimited app, and so they don't group it in by like trade pack paperback or anything like that. It's issue by issue, and so I uh, read all of the what you would find in the quote unquote Road to Civil War trade paperback if you were to purchase it. There was like five or six different issues, starting with um, Amazing Spider-Man, and um there's like like two or th- i think there's there's three there's three from amazing spider-man there's one from fantastic four and then there's one from Av- avengers infinity i think it's called and that's kind of the build-up to the civil war event which is is really cool so far and i ended up reading the first issue of the civil war itself and which is a seven issue set and so i've been told to read all of civil war and then go back and read whatever characters that you're interested in and so because I really enjoyed the amazing Spider-Man before on the road to civil war, I'm going to read all of his, um, I'm going to skip the fantastic four. That was the first ever thing I've ever read on fantastic four. And I just, like Chris said, or Ash said, the characters are just silly. I think Chris said that, but, and so I didn't really connect with that one, but, um, I'm definitely going to read the amazing Spider-Man, uh, civil war series. Um, and then I'm going to read the civil war. It's like on the front line or front line or something along those lines. And so basically I have about like 25 issues through this whole civil war thing that I'm going to read or have read in order to consider it, you know, completed for me. Cause I just don't want to read all the other stuff about it. Um, this is the most important thing. So I understand it, but essentially it's 
the Civil War itself is is superhero versus superhero. So the United States government's trying to pass this bill that will require superheroes to reveal their identity to the government in order to hold them accountable for their actions in the future. And half of the superheroes are for it and half of them are against it. So basically it's Captain America leading the group that's against it and Iron Man leading the group that's for it. And so it's kind of their uh, it's going to be their clash. The 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 fight, quote unquote, hasn't really started yet, um, but it's brewing, and the buildup has been awesome. So I'm really excited to read this. I never read any of these um, events leading up to it, like House of M and all those, but um, I've heard good things about this over over time, and so I'm excited to to get through it. But I also read Chu Volume One, which is really cool. Um, I read Scott Pilgrim. The first volume of the Scott Pilgrim series, which is awesome. I really want to finish that, but the books are like 10 bucks each. So I'm not sure I'm going to do that. Um, the tube has this omnivore edition, which is like 20 bucks for hardcovers and they're 10 issues each. So I'm probably going to continue those because I really enjoyed that. I read Astonishing X-Men volume one, which is from Joss Whedon. And it was incredible. It was, it's awesome. And his run is about 24 issues long, I believe. And I was planning on purchasing them, but then I looked on the Marvel Unlimited app and they're all on there. So I don't have to buy anything, which is awesome. And so I'm going to I'm gonna f- try to finish those 24 issues. Um, I picked up Injustice, Gods Among Us, Year 2, Volume 1 a few hours ago. And so I will be diving into that. And I guarantee I'll be done with that by next week because it's six issues. But the actual thickness of the of the book is, is thinner than any of the Year 1 stuff. So... Yeah, and then uh, I have this this challenge that I made for myself a few weeks back, or well, no, a couple of weeks back. While I was going through CBR's website, the comic book resource website, I can't, was going through the forums, and this guy challenged himself to read a thousand issues of comic books in 2015, which is something like 2.73 issues every single day of the year, which is just crazy. I don't know how you could possibly commit to that, but I decided that I was going to push myself to do a hundred issues in a month. I started this on July 24th and I am 69 issues in right now. So I have like 30 issues basically say left and I have about 10 days to do it. So I'm pretty excited because I actually think I'm going to be able to complete this one, which is awesome because if you think about it, because each graphic novel book I read is usually five or six issues. And so it's, it's, it's a lot easier to get through than, than it, I, you know, it may sound at first. So if I just finish a civil war run and then injustice, I'll be pretty damn close if not over my goal. So I'm excited. I don't normally meet my goals like that. And so <laughs> I'm pretty excited for it. But yeah, so I mean, that's what I did this week. I did a lot of reading and uh, finally got to watch a movie. So that was exciting. So there was this um, moving ahead. There was this list I found on Letterbox. It was through like the Letterbox newsletter. And uh, this guy named Top Tenor, T-O-P-1-0-N-E-R. He made this list. Okay, so this list combines the average critic and user ratings from IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic, and Letterboxd. And then he weighed them and tweaked the results with general film data from MyCheck Movies and IMDb to create this 1001 greatest movies of all time list. Have you guys checked this out at all? No. Okay. I saw you liked it. Yeah. I got like six pages and i think i've seen 60 percent of them is what it said oh holy shit that's a lot more than but, me. oh wait yeah maybe i did see that uh or did we talk about that i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> if you just load up his feed it's the only activity he's had in like three months <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, but I thought this list was really cool. Actually, I, I listed I, at work today. I, I 
made an Excel document with like the top 100. I want to do, I have like a couple lists that I've been looking at. I want to do kind of a, uh, an article, like a weekly article based on one of these lists. I'm not sure if I'm going to use this one or one of the horror lists I have, but something just so I can, can go through these, yeah. these because they're, you know, good movies all around. So I'm at 27%. So that's good. I think that's still higher than me. I don't know if mine, mine's not a hundred percent though. I don't know what I'm at, like 17 or something, but I haven't gone through and marked everything I've seen on there. So it's hard to say. Yeah. I have a, uh, I'd have to go through and mark this. Yeah, now. exactly. Stuff yeah. Just to give a taste, here are the here is top ten, and this is from this is from number one to number ten. We have The Godfather, Seven Samurai, Godfather Part Two, Pulp Fiction, Twelve Angry Men, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, The Shawshank Redemption, Sunset Boulevard, Schindler's List, and Spirited Away. Uh, it's a it's a pretty good top ten. I haven't uh, I haven't seen every single one of those, and I, the only one that kind of stands out to me is Spirited Away. I just wouldn't expect that to be up there, I guess, because I've never seen it, so I don't know if it's great. But it's terrible, really. I hated it. Okay. I don't like Miyazaki's, so. Oh, right. But, I mean, yeah, it's it's a pretty good list. And so that's why I, I took the time to, to you know, put it into an Excel document. And that might be something I try to try to go through at some point in the future here. But if you, if listeners, if you haven't seen it, I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes. Make sure you check it out because it's, it's a really cool list. And I admire the man for putting it together because the amount of time it must have taken to do that is just mind-blowing to me. And so good on him. No way I'll go through the entire 1,001 list, but I got the first 100 that I'm hoping to to look through. So, yeah, I just was interested to see if you guys had had seen that at all. It's, it's a pretty cool list, the way he did it. Um, last week, I, I mentioned that we didn't have any correct entry, entrance into the uh, giveaway drawing, but that was a mistake, and I, I apologize for that. So we did have a correct guess. I just missed it somehow, um, and it was none other than Andrew Shelton. So uh, I apologize that I missed that one last week, Andrew. But since you were the only listener to send in a correct response, you're going to win by default. So congratulations. I'm going to ship you out The Crow, Muppets from Space, and Muppets Take Manhattan as soon as I possibly can. So that said, we're going to uh, put the giveaways uh, portion of the show on hold for a few weeks. And we're going to hold off into the last episode so I can just save up some some good prizes for it. Uh, so make sure you listen into the finale episode of the Scream TV series, which is going to be the be- first week of September, because that'll be the, the last episode. Make sure you listen in then so you can win some awesome prizes. All right. So before we jump into the episode, Ash and Chris and I have been talking before we started recording, and we decided what our uh, next couple things are going to be that we're going to tackle on the podcast. So we're going to stick with the weekly format. We will have a week off the second week in September because I will be out of town. And so basically we're going to finish up stream. We're going to take a week off and then we're going to jump into our next series, which anyone with Netflix can follow along to, which should be cool. So we're going to start uh, sense eight. Is it called sense eight or sense eight? Sense eight. Okay. Going to do sense eight. And that is a Netflix original series. It's kind of a sci-fi looking show. Frankly, I don't know very much about it. Ash and Chris have said it's gotten a lot of good reviews. So uh, what we're looking to do is kind of fill the void in between that and Ash versus the Evil Dead, which kicks off on October 31st. And so we're going to watch episode one and we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to do two shows a week until the finale, which will have its own show. And then we're going to jump right into Ash versus Evil Dead. That's the plan. Now, obviously, things change and vacations pop up. We never know what's going to happen, but that's the plan. So from once Scream finishes in the next three weeks, then we'll move into Sense8, which anyone can follow along who has Netflix. 
And then we're going to go into Ash versus Evil Dead, which is on stars. And that has 10 episodes at 30 minutes each. So, yeah, that is what the plan is. I know some people were wondering. So that's what the plan is after we finish Scream. I'm excited. It should be awesome. I just like the fact that we're able to keep our our schedule, our weekly schedule, and uh, fit another show in before we get to Ash vs. Evil Dead. So it should be really cool. All right. Now, let's get to the reason we are all here to review Episode 7 of the Scream TV series entitled In the Trenches. In the Trenches picks up right where the last episode uh, left off. We have Piper waking up in the warehouse and she clearly, uh, and I will admit, Ash, she was hit harder than I thought she was last week. She had blood coming out of her, the side of her head, and she looked real drowsy. I could see later on she talks about having the concussion. I can see that. I will admit I was wrong, uh, and you were right there. But uh, from there, so basically we're in this warehouse. It's a, Oh, you know, I, guess, I don't know if it's, it's not a warehouse, I guess. Is it a warehouse? Yeah, it has to be a warehouse. It was, well, it was either a warehouse or an old car repair place. Yeah, okay. Because then from there, they moved to the bowling alley. That's what I was confused. But yeah. Yeah. So they're in the, and then Will's tied up on the ground. And the killer's there. Hallelujah. The killer's actually in this episode, which is awesome. And and more than once, which is really exciting. Any thoughts on that opening scene at all? Oh, one thing. Yes, Brandon, I do have a thought. (laughs) One thing is the uh, previously on segment I thought was much better this week than it had been in the past. Just the way it was edited, the the music they used, the the things they were showing, I thought it was a, a much better put together previously on segment. I don't know if you guys noticed that at all, but I thought it was better. Well, it basically filled in everything in case you happen to skip the last three boring episodes. Right, which I wouldn't blame you. So actually, I'd recommend it to anyone who hasn't started watching it. Just skip those three. You don't need to watch the little preview. Hell, exactly. I, I'm the only one here that's seen the preview for next three weeks. Yeah, which was nice of MTV to ruin it for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just watch that because by the end of this episode, we know who one of the killers is. So, well, I do. Okay. I, th- I thought it was obvious, uh, but we'll get to that get point. To that yeah. Um, on a technical note, I thought the use of lighting was really good in pretty much this entire episode, whenever they were in the, anywhere near the killer or when anything bad was happening. But mo- the first notable moment was the lighting right when the episode started with Piper on the floor. I just thought I, there was something striking about it that I really enjoyed. This one has a real director though behind it. Yeah. You said it's the, from the director of Honeymoon, right? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that, but I've heard good things. I think you said it was mediocre. It was it was okay. Yeah. But it, it's slow and then it pays off in the end. Right. But I just found out the show just finished filming. Like the season finale just finished filming last week. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. So that's so fascinating. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Um, Ash, any thoughts on the opening of this at all? I the only thing I I question is Piper not going to the police instead of going to find Emma and playing into this. Right. It's it, it, she's doesn't have anything to lose really. Mm-hmm. But I know she also has a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure she does. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um. They uh. The one thing I do I did like uh, there were a lot of really good shots in this episode. Yeah. Um, and like the the one word we see, you know, Emma, the warning to Emma was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really well done. But there is um, where they emulate the killer. There's a, a scene later on in the bowling alley where they emulate the scene, one of the opening sequences from Scream, where the killer actually is coming down to 
after Emma, and that one was fantastic. I was like, yes, it, I mean, it, it emulates the the uh, one of the Drew Barrymore shot, the slow motion it, shot. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, I'm getting ahead of myself, but yeah, I I liked the opening. Um, I thought I thought this was overall this was a stronger episode, but it was a really good opening. I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And so from from the uh, the from that from those scenes, we move into uh, Emma's house, and Maggie, her mom, is making sausage and kale for dinner so that they can have both their men over. Which I still think is fucking weird that Kieran and Emma are fucking and. No, they're Maggie. just friends. God. Mom, yeah. we're just friends. Right. Just have sex in the woods once in a while. <laughs> exactly. It's like you and Brandon James. You were just friends. Right. Yeah. Now, see, that would have been better if she just dropped that. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Oh. Piper's my half-sister. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this pretty much gave that away, this episode. Well, that we found out why she's a whore. Her mom, not Emma. We find out why she's a whore? Yeah, because she hooked up with Brand. Did you not listen to the audio? Tape? No, the tape. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, uh, she slept yeah. with Brandon James. Yeah, yeah. dirty girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then Kieran hawks the horn, and they are going to school, and that's when she says, "No, we're just friends." Bullshit. So they're they're making out, and then the school bell rings. That doesn't pull her away, but then she gets the text from Will, and that's what pulls her away. And they're they're like kind of contemplating if the whole situation is wrong, which I think it's weird, but. And so she gets this text from Will that's something like, you know, I tried to make things right last night, but I failed or something along those lines. Um, and then they go into the school and we have Noah and Audrey. I want to buy, I, like, if they release this shirt, I sh- I will buy it. The free Audrey <laughs> shirt. <laughs> free yeah. Audrey. It's brilliant. I love it. And I want that shirt. So hopefully they'll release some swag for the show and that'll be one of the shirts because I would definitely buy that. But I thought that, w- that part was hilarious. Um, what do we find out in this scene? We find out that Noah has been uh, kind of trying to do research on Mr. Branson. And he says that, you know, he has a fingerprint, but he couldn't pull anything up, which means he doesn't, you know, have any priors or something. And that's basically it. I, I don't remember anything else that he finds out about him, just that he couldn't find out much about him. Um, and then they turn and see that he has a substitute today. And Noah says, oh, the subplot thickens. Which was hilarious. <laughs> so funny. Did you get it? The sub. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Oh, he's funny. What's next? So uh, Piper runs up. What happens next? Right. Yeah. So um, yeah, Jake and Brooke are talking in the hallway about you know where's her mom? What did her dad do? Have and then Emma comes up. Have you seen Will? No. And then Piper shows up and says they need to talk. And so then that's when they go to the warehouse. The, the trio, Piper uh, takes the trio of uh, Jake, Brooke, and Emma to their warehouse. And Brooke finds out that Jake was part of the blackmailing situation. Um, but they kind of just gloss over it. I thought that was a pretty big reveal that they kind of just swept under the rug. She was like, I can't believe you just you tried blaming that whole thing on him. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And then I was like, please, we have other things to worry about. And that was it. They talk about it a little bit later, but I mean that was pretty much it. I was surprised. Well, he's he's trying to uh, get back in her good graces the whole episode, right? So uh, in the background, so I think that was more what they were trying to focus on. Yeah. Um. So Piper tells a story about what happened last night, um, and she says that Will saved her life, and that theme s- continues throughout the whole episode. What? Where? In what fucking world did Will save her life? 
The killer came up behind him and happened to strike Will, who fell to the ground and pushed Piper. How the and that was that. And then Will got dragged away. How did how did Will save her life? Because Piper needs to have a backstory for why she's killing everyone. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's basically it. That's all I can see. Because in no way, shape, or form did Will save her life. He simply pushed her to the ground. And he that's it. I just don't get it. Um, so anyway, they, and it just, like, it makes me sick because they're trying to build him up as this good guy f- from last episode to this episode all the way to the end of this episode. And like, no, he's not a good guy. Like, I cheered at the end of this episode. Yes. <laughs> but I'm not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Piper shows him this bloody message on the wall that says, no cops, Emma, or Emma, no cops, something along those. Uh, see, I didn't think it was blood. It was something else because it was too dark for blood. Oh, okay. Well, my thought was Piper wakes up and she, she was looking around. She looks down. She sees this, this thing of blood on the ground. And then she looks up and has an idea or sees something. And then it cuts away. My thought is that she's the one who takes the blood and draws on the wall. That's my thought. That's my theory, I guess, because I think she's the killer. What about Branson? Well, he's there too. That's why he had a substitute. Uh, he was busy killing convenient. people. He's the perfect red herring for the show. Every fucking character is the red herring no, in the show. No, they are, and that's what like <laughs> every character is a red herring. Somebody has to be the killer. That's why I think it it could just as likely be Mister Branson as and Piper as anybody else. Okay. <laughs> That's my thought. See, he's seen the preview, so he's just like, I know who it is. <laughs> well, I don't know who it is, per se, but... Yeah. He knows who it isn't. I, I definitely know who it's not. Okay. <laughs> you can deduce a few people who it isn't. Yeah. From this episode, because there was no way they could be there during all the stuff. Well, I mean, clearly Will's not. the. Well, I mean, see, that's the thing, but Noah says at the end of the episode... You know, Will and Jay could have could have planned the whole thing, and this is just a way to get them off the list. That's what Audrey says. But Noah says, "No, I don't think this gets them off the list at all because they could have just planned it together. It'd be brilliant." Well, it, well, he says either one of them could have uh, planned it. Yeah. So not necessarily together, but uh, yeah, it's because they're still plotting how everything's going to play out as they're killing everyone. Come on, you still think it's Audrey and Noah? I find it peculiar later on that Audrey is in her car when she receives the phone call. Okay, well, tell me this. How is Audrey at Maggie's, at Emma's no. house? Well, she's not there. She was there. She goes she, to the she, house. She, she's at the car. She's in her car first and then goes to Yeah, the she's in at the her car somewhere. And it specifically doesn't show where. She's just in a car. <laughs> but it, but the she older... supposedly, yeah, retook her finals. Right. Or midterms. Yeah, midterms. But the order, like, she's in her car. That's why I, I agree. But then she goes to the house and right. she Which tells them. Which makes no sense. <laughs> well, it makes sense because she's trying to find Emma. Well, she's trying to find Emma, but the other hand, she also knew that Emma was with Noah. Because uh, uh, you can. Sorry. Uh, well, it, it, that's the thing is the phone call was so broken up, but she happens to know exactly where there are. And goes to Emma's house instead of to the bowling alley. Well, here's the thing. Emma called her on the phone, she says. And so she's in the car. She decides to call Noah instead. 
And so she can barely hear Noah. She makes up a few things. She makes out a few things, which I did think it was weird that she could only make out a few things, but she knows exactly where they are. I did think that was weird. And so the reason she goes to Emma's house is because she, that Emma was trying to call her earlier and she can't hear that Noah says I'm with Emma, which I don't even know if he ever does. And so then she shows up at, at Emma's house and she tells the cop and Maggie the story. And so then presumably she's with them because she appears at the end of the episode with them again. And so from that point on, she's with them. And so how would she be there with them and at the bowling alley trying to attack them? Because That's it couldn't be Noah killers. because Noah was being attacked. But Noah was There's, being attacked. Or maybe there's three. Uh, that could be. Maybe it's Audrey, Noah, and Piper. That could be. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it could be, but I think it's that's not happening. Who better to guide two young protégés than the daughter of his former serial killer? Three kill. I mean, that would just be too much. That would be crazy. Well, you didn't see the preview, so you don't know how retarded the show's going to get. Because <laughs> <laughs> they reveal something huge. Okay. I tell you what, their marketing team needs to oh, get fired. It's they're terrible. There, yeah. Well, like two days before the episode aired, they're like, there will be blood in two days. And then it shows Emma's blood-covered face <laughs> at a farm. Ugh. So you know exactly that the only scene from the preview before was Will, China, or Will tied up to, to a machine <laughs> at a farm. <laughs> yep. So back to the task at hand here. No cops, Emma. Um, the Piper gets herself out of the picture by saying that she feels uh, faint. You know, she has a minor concussion. So Emma's like, well, take her outside because she needs to think. So they all leave. And then we don't see Piper again for the entire episode, right? Okay. And so they leave the warehouse at that point, basically. Uh, and now a little bit later, Emma walks in on Noah playing with his action figures at work. Um, and she wants to know where Audrey is. Um, but Noah says that she's at school taking the midterms. And so that's when she tells uh, Noah that Will's missing and that they need to go find him, basically, or that he's going to die. Um, the next scene is Brooke walking in on her dad at work. So uh, Brooke, Brooke has no secrets. She can't keep her fucking mouth shut. She can't act either. Cause, yeah, God, that scene this was, was okay. amazingly bad. Okay, the first time I watched it, because I watched this episode twice, yeah. just to try to keep it in my head. Right. Uh, the first time I watched it, I didn't notice the acting was too bad, because I was trying to get all the information that she was getting back and forth there. Mm -hmm. uh, the second time I watched this, show, it was like, oh dear God. <laughs> yeah, the, the acting was not great. Even worse than her is the mayor, I think. I think he's just terrible. I want to smack that smug smile off his face the entire scene. Cannot stand that. I thought it was it was a bad scene. He's one of the weirdest characters on the show, too. Uh, she is. Like they just completely dropped the whole plot, like interesting part of her character where she was fucking the teacher at the beginning. They just completely dropped that. And ever since then, she's kind of just been roaming around in the Nether, trying to figure out like why she's important or what she needs to do. It's just she's such a weird character. But unlike like I'm so used because I've been watching Pretty Little Liars, right? Binge watching it. Everything is a secret. Nobody tells anybody any truths whatsoever. And in this episode, in this series, there's no fucking secrets. Everyone's telling everyone everything. And Brooke is the biggest culprit of that. Doesn't matter what it is. It could be her mom being killed by her father. And she's just telling anyone who walks up to her. Like, it just blows my mind. And so from there, she basically threatens her dad and says that, you know, you better not have anything to do with this. Or when the truth comes out, I'm not going to help you. And so then we go back to Noah, who's hacking into some system to try to find uh, Will's phone, using the GPS on Will's phone to, to track him. 
And that's when Jake and Brooke show up and say that they're going to help. And so now we have these these four characters together again, which I feel like they haven't been really together like this in, in many episodes. But it's the Scooby gang. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. But I, I like that they were together. I like that part of it. Then they go stupid. They go horror film stupid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Noah. Well, at least Noah calls them out on it. Exactly. Yeah. This is dumb. Why are we doing this? Right. <laughs> What I really liked about that, though, was because he a couple of scenes later, they, they split up and they're walking around like the outside of the bowling alley. And Noah says, you know, this is I enjoy watching indie horror films, but living ones, you know, kind of a dumb idea. But what they really loved about that scene is that it actually felt like an independent horror film. Like I watch a lot. And over the years, I've watched a lot of low budget, no budget, independent horror films. And it just had the way it was shot. It had that shine to it you know that 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 cheap look to it that you would see in one of those horror films that found set look to it that they were just walking around and they found a good thing a good set to use for that shot so i really like that which i think is uh you know the direction in this episode was much better than it has been in the past and chris you said that this director directs the rest of the series right yes yeah so i'm excited i mean yeah that's that's a good thing i think um so eventually they 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 get into the building. Um, any any thoughts on you know from the opening to this part? We're basically at the midway point now. Anything you guys want to talk about at all? This is when it finally gets good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, what about Detective Brock? Did we cover that? No, we find out. Or is that? Um, it might be a little bit later, but yeah, it's a little bit later. So yeah, which I, well, another thing I thought was interesting was when at one point Jake and Brooke are walking around and and Jake starts putting the killer as Noah. And then later on in the episode, Emma and Noah are walking around and Noah starts putting the killer as Jake. So I thought that was interesting because they didn't hear each other because they're on two different, you know, er two different areas. But I thought that was really cool. And my favorite line comes from when Will's talking to Brooke Mm -hmm. and he's like, I just had a thought. And she goes, your mom would be so proud. Oh, I know that was so, I wrote (laughs) that one down. That was hilarious. Yeah, I agree. Very, very well. Well delivered joke. And so then we go to that awkward dinner. It kind of jumps back and forth between it. They're having the awkward dinner because um, uh, earlier in the episode, a couple of scenes earlier, Kieran called Emma and Emma was like, you know, I'm not going to make it to the dinner. You have to cover for me. But she doesn't tell him anything else. And so Kieran's like, OK, I'll do it. But you owe me one. And and so they, the story is that she is at Audrey's house helping her study for the midterms or whatever. So they're at this dinner and they're kind of just making small talk. But at one point, Maggie says, you know, congratulations. And they they clink glasses to HUD. And we find out that Detective Brock is off the case, which I don't really know that she did anything wrong to be taken off the case. Well, she badgered a minor and. Well, yeah. Denied her her rights. But why even introduce this character? Why even like it's just such a waste. Right. What was the point? Because (laughs) HUD could have done the exact same thing. To pad out 10 episodes. Uh, right. Yeah. AKA episode four, five, and six. That's the pad Honestly, out. I think instead of doing a TV series with this, this would have been a much tighter uh, uh, setup if they'd done it as like three, two hour miniseries. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, cut out four hours, cut out four episodes. Yeah. I mean, that's. Mm-hmm. That would have been good. And so I eventually they get into the bowling alley, right? And so then they, they all get in there and then they split up again two seconds later. And then eventually they go, we shoot back to the, the awkward dinner scene and Maggie's like, oh, forget it. 
Emma can help Audrey study at a different time. I'm going to call her. And then Kieran's like, oh, no, no, I'll go pick her up instead. I'll just, I'll just go grab her. Um, and so he leaves. Um, and we have Noah and Emma still searching the bowling alley. And uh, uh, Jake and Brooke, um, Jake's trying to figure out how mad Brooke is at him. Um, and then he tries to get into his pants, which was a, a pretty funny scene. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was humorous. He was in full creeper mode. Yeah, he was. Yes, he was. Oh, my God. And then, like, what? what's this? This is next. They're walking and she's like, you know, if you want people to Brooke says, if you want people to like or if you want women to like you, drop the whole frat boy thing and just be real. And he fucking stabs the wall behind her with a knife and says, are you done? Like, what? What was that about? That was so awkward and just weird. It's our great writing. Come on. Yeah, I just that didn't. I think he, he was kind of. He was off this whole episode, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I it just, it seems so out of character, out of place. Like, he's never intimidating toward her because he wants to get in her pants the entire series. I, I just don't, I don't know where it came from. And then he, he slips into the bathroom, which leaves Brooke alone for a few minutes. And then Noah and Emma decide that they're not finding anything where they're looking. So uh, they're going to look into the guts of the bowling alley or the, the back area, like where the pin setters are and all that jazz. And so as, as, they're prying open a door. Brooke is walking through the bowling and she hears a noise and she turns around and the killer's right behind her and she takes off in one direction. And the killer takes off in another direction. Um, and then Emma gets that door open that she's been trying to pry open and she finds Will hanging there. This whole scene, the lighting, the way he was hanging there, it reminded me of a scene straight out of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginnings. Did you guys ever see that film? Mm, the Beginnings? Yeah. Which one was that? Was that the last one that came out? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like to block that one out of my head. Oh, that yeah. was a good movie. I like oh, that one. The ending. I like that movie. Horrible. <laughs> I can't even tell you what the ending is now because I don't remember. It's been so long since I've seen it. But it just reminded me of a scene from that. It could be a scene from the from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the remake. It doesn't matter. But it just it was very it reminiscent wasn't that of that. Pretty. <laughs> I thought it was. I don't know the whole the whole back area there. I thought it was really well done. I really liked it. And so Will's hanging there, and and they try you know they cut they get him down. And he's unresponsive. You know, it kind of looks like he's dead, but he's clearly not yet. And so that's when Noah gets that call from Audrey. And the connection's bad. She only catches a few of the words and then the call ends. But apparently she caught enough to tell the parents where they were. And so seconds later, we're at Emma's house and Audrey's at the door. And she tells, like I said, tells them the story about where they are. And so HUD calls in for backup and they head to the bowling alley. Back at the bowling alley, Jake's bleeding out. Um, They don't have stitches. So instead of stitches... She grabs duct tape because duct tape fixes everything. And she puts duct tape over Will's wound. I can't why imagine would, sanitary. Why would you use duct tape instead of your shirt right. or anything logical? Well, she should have put I, I think it's because they were going to move him and they needed to be able to move. I don't know. That would be my thought. The other, the other thought would be they were just trying to make uh, a, a reference to the Evil Dead movie. <laughs> the, the remake where they duct tape basically duct tape that guy back together again right. <laughs> of course the movie yeah. <laughs> uh, and so Noah and Brooke go to guard the door so basically uh, Emma and Jake can have or Emma and Will rather can have some alone time and that's when Emma says oh I heard you saved her saved Piper's life and yada yada bullshit um Noah and Brooke are trying to trying to make a weapon and Brooke grabs it and kind of duct tapes the 
like a knife to the end of a bat or something. And so it's a spear. And Noah says, I can't believe that you're better at this than I am. I thought that was that was humorous. And then we cut back to Emma trying to nurse Will back to health. And he makes a noise and she turns him, you know, he says something hurts on his back. And so she turns him around and there's B4 cut into his back, the letter B and the number four. And so she starts looking around like, what what could this be? And she finds a uh, drawer that's labeled B4 and opens it. And that's where the tape is that we mentioned earlier. And the tape, we will come to find out, because at that point, then this, this creepy music starts, this daisy, daisy music starts playing. And so she runs out. She tells them to stay there. And so she leaves and she's trying to find a tape player. And so she finds the boom box where this music's coming from. She stops and puts in the tape and then it's her dad. And I don't what he's, I don't remember exactly what he said, but basically he's like, I can't believe that she slept with him. Now, obviously it, to me, to us, it sounds like they're saying that Maggie slept with Brandon James, right? Is there any, anyone who thinks differently? Nope, definitely think no. that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, that was what I think they were alluding to, yeah. Yeah. They've um, been pretty blunt about it this whole <laughs> right. season. Mm-hmm. Um and so, yeah, so the shuttle, yeah, subtlety is not this show's yeah. <laughs> strong point. Exactly. Subtlety requires intelligent writing. And that's what it's missing. So we're back at Noah, Will, and Brooke. They're trying to find weapons for all three of them so they can leave. And um Noah opens the door and the killers or uh, no, first off they hear screaming. They hear Jake scream for help. And so they're like, Hey, well, Will's like, well, we have to go get him." And Noah's like, okay, fine. You want to go get him? You're, you can barely move. And so he opens the door. He's like, you go get him." But as he opens the door, the killer's there. And so now they're trying to fight off the killer, trying to, to push the killer back and Brooke and, and Noah run out another door. And uh, Brooke walks out and she finds that Jake has been stabbed. He's, he's laying on the floor. He looks dead. Um, but she's like, Oh, you can't be dead. Blah, blah, blah. Or whatever she says. And he wakes up, so he's not dead. And then she pulls the knife out of him, which is just a bad idea. Aren't you supposed to keep the knife in? Because if you hit an artery, then shit's going to squirt. Basically. So is our timing off a little here? Because I thought the phone call happened after the attack at that door. Which phone call? The phone call to Audrey. No, it did not. It happened when I said it did. I because I, I go through it I, like I watch the episode the second time and write down scene by scene so I know I have the order. All right, because you can tell when that hand comes through that it's a woman's arm. Oh, see, I disagree. I thought it was a man's arm. There's no hair. It's perfectly smooth and thin. I I, I saw hair. That's the reason I thought it was a man's arm because I saw hair. I don't know. I didn't I don't see know. hair. All right, but, hang on, hang on. I'll I'll pull that up. <laughs> no. But it basically says that. The killer could be only one of four people at that point. Or that person can only be. So you have Branson, Piper, Jake, and the mayor are the only established characters who don't have an alibi right that second. Right. Say the list again. Branson, Piper, Jake, and the mayor. Right. Are the only ones without an alibi Mm -hmm. at that exact moment. Yeah. And I think Piper and... Um, Branson have definitely have something to do with it. Do you is that is that your theory? You you think it's three of them? You think it's Piper, Noah, and Emma? Uh, Noah no, and Audrey? no, but I definitely think it's Piper. Yeah, at this point, yeah, I think Piper's a given, which is a shame. Some stuff happens in the preview. <laughs> okay, I do I do have to make a comment. The scene it's supposed to be scary, and the first time I watched it, I did jump. The, the killer's right there, 
But every time I watch this over again, they open the door and Noah shrieks. I crack, I crack up. It is awesome. freaking hysterical. <laughs> he actually shrieks louder than Brooke. Oh, man. How perfect. I think that's good for his character. I like that. Actually, now that uh, I'm pausing it and looking at it, there is no hair on that arm at all. Okay. All right. So Piper it is. Yeah. She's mysteriously gone. Exactly. And doesn't show the up. The whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, it still fits in with what I was thinking about who, who the killer is. So, makes sense. For some reason, when I saw it the first time, I thought I saw Harris. So I don't know. But obviously, I'm wrong because you're looking at it right now. But <laughs> anyway. So. It's kind of a shame that they've made it so obvious that she is one of the. I, I know. At the beginning, I had no idea. But then once they, like. It was that one episode where I talked about that one scene where Emma and Piper meet in the street. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I guess we share that daddy issue. I just, from that moment on, she was on my radar as, as, the, as the one of the killers. Because it was I just such that was a, her second episode. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Which is silly. Back to it here. Emma hears screams after she was playing the tape. And so she starts looking around for the killer. Or not for the killer, but for uh, whoever was screaming. And the killer appears and tries to take her down. Uh, Will jumps on the killer to save it. And that's that shot that you were talking about, Ash, earlier, where it's the slow motion shot with the killer chasing Emma. And then Will kind of takes him out from the side, which is pretty cool. And so there, there he did do something right. He did save somebody. So good for him. Um, but that, that happens as the cops run in from like the main doors. And uh, Kieran shows up out of nowhere saying that he heard the, uh, the call on the police scanner. And so he made his way here as fast as he could. Um, and then Noah pops up and says he found a quicker way out. And so the kids go out the back door and the uh, as the cops are uh, coming in the front door and they say, you know, oh, we got to search. We got to search. The killer kind of disappears out another door somewhere. And obviously they're not going to be able to find the killer because we still have three episodes left. And so they're outside and uh, the parents are there and the cops are waiting for them. And so the cops say, let's search the whole alley. But we all know that's going to be pointless. Um, go back outside. Everyone's hugging and getting treated for their injuries. And there's this really cool music going over top of it. I really like that moment. And then the cops come back out and surprise, surprise, there's no sign of the killer. And that's kind of the end of that part of, I don't, of the episode. I don't get like Brandon James Ghostface killer person was trying to kill Emma <laughs> at that moment because that's not his plan because he hasn't finished telling his story. Mm-hmm. So I don't get why that happened in that way that makes sense. yeah it does i don't know maybe uh maybe something happened where plans change at the last minute and so he just wanted to take care of her or she wanted to take care of her or maybe it's just poor writing damn poor writing exactly <laughs> or maybe he wasn't going to kill her maybe he was just going to knock her out or something i don't know <laughs> but it looked like he was trying to kill her so i don't it's a good question it's a, it's a very good point that probably won't be answered because we know the writing team but yeah, we'll be interested to see if it is answered. So now we kind of queue up for the end of the episode, right? The last the last scenes here. Uh, we have uh, back at Emma's house. She's explaining what happened to Hud and Maggie. And then uh, Kieran rings the doorbell. And they go upstairs. Uh, we're up in Maggie uh, Emma's room now. And Kieran's basically trying to get her to tell her what's going on. And why he why that why she didn't try to get him to help the situation. Um but she's like, well, I couldn't have asked you to help me save my ex-boyfriend. He's like, yes, you could have. But 
she clearly has garnered feeling or you know gained feelings for will again during this whole ordeal and basically breaks up with him at this point which i thought was really shitty and just annoyed the hell out of me because i hate will um (laughs) and then the phone rings as soon as kieran leaves and it's it's will and they're flirting on the phone and yada 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 he says oh i think my mom just pulled up you should come over you know my mom would love to see you and so would i and she says okay and so she's gonna go over there and then we make a stop at Nightmare level comics, video games, and collectibles, aka Noah's job. We finally know the name of it. I, it's a weird name, but it's Nightmare level, and so we know where he works now. And him and, and what'd you say? And lives. And lives exactly, <laughs> exactly right. Um, and so him and and Audrey are talking, and we are kind of talked about this already. How Audrey says, "Oh well, I guess we can take Jake and." will off the board and he's like well maybe not they could have planned it or one of them could have planned it and then um noah even predicts that emma is going to get back with will and audrey says from laid from laid up to laid emma's smarter than that and then the next scene happens where emma arrives at will's house um and so as she arrives she gets the another phone call and it starts off sounding like will but quickly she realizes it's the killer and, you know, he says, oh, the game's not done and basically tells her to run. And so she, or, what, what was the line? I have it up here. He's like, it's what you're going to do. That's the real bitch. I really like that line. And so then she runs and she sees um, Will sitting there with this tractor or this farming machine behind him. And she takes a step toward him and the trips a wire. And then the device comes down and cuts his ass in half. And I cheered and Emma Yay. was exactly Emma was covered in blood. She had so much blood on her. I thought that was really cool. I really liked that final shot as it went off air. And, and obviously we all had to notice how eerily reminiscent the way that he was tied up was to the opening of scream, right? Mm-hmm. Exact same way. Exact same way. I, I appreciate that. I like that. And that is in the trenches. So thoughts, overall thoughts, anybody, Ash, well, Chris. There was a weird point because she, when she gets the call from Will, the first call, she's like, well, how do I know this is you? Mm-hmm. And he says the first date. Right. Which, knowing the time frame was nine months before this episode takes place. <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't make sense with the entire show's storyline because then they start dating like freshman year. Yeah. Why do you year. say it was only nine months? Because, yeah, they started dating freshman year. Because they went to the movies and they saw something and it had opened. Oh, Maze Runner. Yeah, Maze Runner, which was like July of last year or August. It's <laughs> a good point. I never thought about that. And it's now September, I believe, on the show. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why they're doing midterms in September, but whatever. <laughs> Another good point that I hadn't thought of. Yeah, the fucking. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why aren't there people watching for that? Blows my mind. It requires thinking. Yeah, thinking. So yeah, I was just like, I don't understand this math. It doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same thing. Like I pointed out uh, a couple episodes ago with the the security footage. It just it just doesn't make sense. The timeline doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't. Um, it's just all bizarre. Yeah, and I hate that you guys didn't watch the preview because now we can't talk about it. Damn right, we're not talking about it. Fuck that noise. I even like slowed down, rewound it. Oh man. Just so I could see the bodies. And now that I've actually thought about it deeper, I think I have it all figured out. 
okay. timeline and everything. Oh, just based okay. off of the preview. So go, everyone watch the preview. Just watch it. Save yourself the time. Oh man, fuck that! I don't watch that. The episode. Man, Ash, what are your what are your uh, overall thoughts for this week's episode? Uh, I like this episode. Um, it was much better than the last three combined. Hmm. Um, we had a lot of neat stuff going on. I like the homage shots. Uh, this episode feels a or felt a lot. Uh, oh my god, what am I? <laughs> Felt, this the whole episode felt a lot uh, like the others felt like teen drama stupidity. This one actually felt like, oh yeah, by the way, we're doing a horror series. Uh, so there's that. Yeah, you um, hit that on the head. Absolutely right. Uh, so I did like that. Uh, I liked that they kind of tried to keep it. They tried to keep it so that we couldn't tell who was who and who was doing what. It was a good choice of shots mm-hmm. and if you're paying attention and they're not subtle you can kind of piece together what's going on right yeah i definitely agree this is by far the best episode since probably riley died which was the third episode right yeah yep and so i really enjoyed the direction was uh really good i, I like the shots they they chose i like the lighting they used it just it, it felt like a legitimate horror episode. Like some they also kept the um the uh shaky cam to a minimal. Yeah, they did. Absolutely. Thank God. I know. Um and so yeah, it was much better. And now that this director's taking over for the rest of the series, I'm I'm excited to to finish this up. We have three episodes left. Probably gonna be you know, at least a good episode's worth of filler in the next three episodes, but mm. um, who knows? <laughs> There's not. Oh. No. Well, It's basically the finale of the first Scream film. Okay. Bigger scale, though. Gotcha. So, it should be it should be an interesting three weeks, and I'm excited to continue on. But yeah, definitely the best episode of the bunch out of the three uh, last four weeks or however long it's been. So, with that said, let's look at the ratings game here and ash i played your music for you last week i don't know if you listened but i did did you yeah benny hill totally <laughs> made an appearance uh, no, i missed it yeah. I, uh, I to... <laughs> all right so the ratings game we have let's go back to episode five exposed had seven hundred and fifty-one thousand viewers and was ranked 14th for the 10 p.m slot which dropped seven percent from the previous week and then episode six last week was 684,000, ranked 11th for the 10 p.m. slot, and it dropped another 9% from the previous week. And episode seven, In the Trenches, garnered 639,000 viewers, and it wasn't even in the top 100 list for the TV by the Numbers website, which lists the top 100 most popular shows amongst adults 25 to 54 for the whole day. So that's a little different than the rating that we're looking at is the 18 to 49. So that's why it wasn't in that list. But I used another website, BuzzFeed Daily or something like that. And it's uh, and it gave me that the 639,000 viewers. And so that means that it dropped again another 7% from last week, which just blows my mind. But what's crazy is this was the first week that MTV Scream was trending on Twitter. Exactly. But then if you clicked it, it, there was some crazy, like, Islamic woman going on about how evil Catholics are. And it was, hash- <laughs> and it was uh, hashtagging MTV Scream into it. That's weird. So, like, that's really <laughs> odd. 
None of this <laughs> makes sense, but okay. Hmm. That's like really every strange. fourth tweet was hers. <laughs> and then there was always one in Spanish. Oh, and okay. then just random people like, <laughs> oh my god, did you see what happened? And then MTV, of course, spouting the animated gif of that Emma getting covered in blood. Right. It's like, nice. Just ruin it. Ruin it for the people. Yep. Two time zones behind. Continue <laughs> on. Something you like, don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bonafide gore hound. Like, I love the end of that episode with all that blood and it was thick. It was gross. It was just covered in it. Oh, she was awesome. That's what we need more of in this series. We might get it. Yay. Well, I did read that. Um, We, we will find out who the killer is. And that it has a solid ending, but leaves enough open for the second season. Yeah, so basically you're saying that we're going to have the same characters carrying over to the second season. Roughly. Okay. Hmm. I don't know what the second season is going to be about, but whatever. I'll just get through this first one here and see where it takes us. All right. Anything else? Any other Any other thoughts at all on the episode or anything else at all? What are our killer predictions? I think you know mine. <laughs> Branson and Piper. There we go. What's yours, Ash? reassessing <laughs> I, I still think the father her father is up to no fucking good but yeah I'm I'm leaning more toward Piper I, I think Jake's involved somehow just because of the, the weird shit but okay. yeah I, I think it could be you know I, I, I do like the the whole um, it could be Noah and Audrey thing too yeah I'm not getting uh, on that bandwagon <laughs> uh, I, I, it was just it was interesting so. <laughs> that's all I'm saying it can work damn it <laughs> that'll be the twist it'll it'll come down the ending will be like it was just paper but then you'll find out it was Audrey and Noah <laughs> as well uh, that's what they're gonna do that'll be like the season 5 wraparound kind of <laughs> like Final Destination 5 it'll come so back that, to the front oh and that would be out. awesome <laughs> that was the best part of that movie oh too. absolutely I love that movie because of that and what are your killer predictions, Chris? Well, the whole Piper thing just throws it all out the window because it's so blatantly obviously her. Mm-hmm. And then if it's two guys, they're going to have to try to explain the female arm. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I don't know, because um, I don't want to spill too much since I saw the preview and I've now yeah. pieced, I've pieced two scenes from the preview into one okay. conscious thought. Gotcha. So I won't say it. But uh, I'm going to say the Mare and Piper. I'm going to go there. I'm going to say that. Okay. Okay. Because that Mare oh, thing dad. is just a weird plot line. Yeah. Well, her dad, just... too. That's the other thing. Uh, the dad having all that freak out and shit. Uh, uh, that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. But... Well, do you think Brandon James was the original killer, or do you think it was her dad? Um, because he mentions PSTD. Or PTSD, you mean? Yeah. Whatever. Dyslexia. <laughs> Somewhere in there. Yeah. So, I mean, he mentions that, and it could be like a whole My Bloody Valentine thing all over again. Yeah, I don't think that Brandon James was a killer at all. I don't know. It's all weird. So many, so much bad writing. It's hard to piece what's good and what's just, we're just too stupid. Right. Yeah, that's, I agree with you. That's like one of the most difficult things about this series, about predicting who it is, which, you know, <laughs> overall could be a good thing or a bad thing so who knows all right well i guess that is episode 15 of our cinefessions podcast excellent thank you guys for being here again this week and thank you everybody for listening 
Um, again, congratulations to Andrew Shelton who took home the prize yet again because he listens and is not afraid to email us. So that's awesome. Um, remember there's no giveaway on this episode and we're going to kind of hold off just so we can kind of collect some things up for the finale of the scream TV series, which will be the first week of September. So make sure you listen for that. So you guys can win some awesome prizes again and check out the website. We have a lot of graphic novel reviews that have gone up there and we have a new feature coming that we're excited about. It's called throwback Thursday. We're going to review in a retro film, I guess you will. Anything that's 10 years or older is fair game every Thursday. And it's going to be more than just a review. It's going to be a discussion of the film. And so it's going to be filled with spoilers from the opening scene to the end. Anything that any of us want to talk about is fair game. And so we'll be doing that once a week and rotating. And so first will be, you know, one writer The next week will be a second writer and the third week will be a third writer. And then the fourth week will be back to the first writer. And so we're excited for that one to get going. Either going to kick off this week or next week. We'll see what, uh, what time brings us, but yeah, and that's that. So thank you guys very much for listening, and we will catch you next time. Yeah.